about hate treat. This is TheBeelPod.com, the week in Georgia, in English, coming to you from San Francisco's Lower Hate Today. Thursday, the 8th of November, on this date in 1602, the University of Oxford's Bodilian Library is formally formally open to the public. 1901, eight demonstrators are killed in Athens during the Gospel Riots which began as a protest against the publication of the translation of the Gospel of St. Matthew into modern Greek. 1923, Adolf Hitler fails to seize power in Bavaria in what is now known as the Beer Hall Push, leaving his, leading him to the realization that he will be more successful if he pursues power through legal means. Let's all be ready for the Reichstag fire. 1986, ardent Stalin defender and signer of the Nazi-Soviet non-aggression pact that started the Second World War, Vatislav Moltov, who my mom met on an ocean liner in 1954, dies in Moscow at the age of 96. 2002, the United Nations Security Council unanimously passes Resolution 1441, giving Saddam Hussein's Iraq a final opportunity to comply with its disarmament obligations, which prohibited the country from uh, weapons of mass destruction and certain types of missiles, among other things, in retrospect. As everybody said, most importantly, de Villepin, it appears that Iraq did not have any weapons of mass destruction to dispose of. Good to go back and look at de Villepin's speech sometimes. The 8th is marked in Azerbaijan as Day of Baku Metro Workers. Birthdays are an 1837 Georgian nationalist and writer and genius cool guy Ilya Chavchavadze in 1924. Last Marshal of the Soviet Union, Dmitry Timoechev uh, Yazov. And in 1949, American blues singer-songwriter Bonnie Raitt. I'm your uh, singer-songwriter host, Mark Mullen. Um, Also, I have an op-ed in the Dallas Morning News about why progressives keep um, losing elections. So be sure to uh, check that out if you you get the, uh, the chance. If you'd like to comment on the forum or ask a question, go to tbilpod.com, tbilpod.com, or send us an email at tbilpod at gmail.com. Former Chief Prosecutor Odhar Partskaladze has been charged with physically assaulting Chief Auditor Lasha Tordia in May 2017. The prosecution is asking for him to be fined a whopping 5,000 lati. Tordia's lawyer claims that he was assaulted because of an investigation by the audit office into alleged illegal transfers of property to Partskaladze and that the prosecution was passive and cynical towards the case and only brought charges because of the elections and pressure from international groups and other countries. Partskaladze has pleaded not guilty. The prosecutor's office said that they were also investigating the accusations against Partskaladze related to the Omega Group case, in which he has been accused of locking someone in a room overnight and threatening to rape him, as well as participating in other instances of corruption and illegal activities. European Georgia Member of Parliament Sergei Kapanadze said that he thinks Otsneba is uh, prosecuting him now in an effort to improve their standing before the runoffs, and that is certainly correct, and to give the impression that they are resolving some of the problems in the party. UNM Member of Parliament Roman Gotzeridze called it a pre-election stage show and guessed that they would give him the lightest sentence possible, calling Partschaladze an integral element of the corrupt system. Otsneba representatives deny any political motivation, The hardest-working NGO in the caucuses, Transparency International Georgia, put out a really great video about the incredible amount of stuff, real estate mainly, but also shares that Parts Kaladze and his family have acquired while at the ministry, and also shares that he bought of companies that have been doing business with the government 
and are um, owned by the partnership fund that he buys at an incredibly tiny uh, price and then sells at an enormous price, uh, essentially money laundering. The anti-corruption agency of the Georgian State Security Service arrested former Zugdidi Mayor Lasha Gogia and his deputy Gia Gularava, both Otsneva members, they're charged with accepting 21500 U.S. dollar bribe in exchange for announcing a public procurement call. And Zubdidi, the investigation, came after Rustaviori released a recording in which the businessman accuses Gogia and Gularava of taking the money but not following through on a call. Both men deny the charges but resign from their position, and Gogia has continued as chairman of the Otsneva office in Zubdidi. And as Zudabashvili's lead campaigner in the region, if convicted, they face up to 15 years in prison. Parliament's Legal Affairs Committee announced changes to laws on foreigners and the legal status of non-citizens. It's a very important law, and everybody ought to take a look at it and discuss where it came from. Discussing the amendments, Tbilisi Mayor Kaji Kaladze said that while Georgia is a hospitable country... Foreigners who want to live in Georgia will have to provide an adequate contribution to the state economy. Currently, foreigners can obtain a one-year residency permit with real estate worth $35,000 U.S. dollars, but the amended law will require an investment of $100,000. Investment residency permits will be given only to those who invest $300,000, putting it on a par with basically everywhere in, in the European Union. The previous minimum was $300,000 lati. Permanent residency will be possible for people who have held investment residency permits for five years and $120,000 in annual turnover. Additionally, foreigners who wish to work in Georgia will only be issued labor permits if they can prove 50,000 lari annual turnover for every non-Georgian Georgia, employee employed, and the ministry will mandate a minimum salary for those foreign employees. The amendments have passed through the committee on their second reading and will now go to Parliament for discussion. A word about this. And first of all, I will say that um, the embassies, uh, the European Union and the United States, uh, have all been silent on this, um, which is unfortunate. I am not of the school that Bidzina and Otsneva work directly for the Kremlin. But I can say that Georgia is an extremely popular expat center, not just for people from the West, but for the most progressive, most educated hipsters from around the former Soviet Union and the Middle East and beyond. And the Kremlin finds that in the long term and right now extremely frustrating because they know how much that group of expats contributes to Georgia's independent, to independent Georgia's connection with the world. And this effort is not populist. The Georgian public doesn't care if the numbers for mandated investments are increasing or the waiting times are made longer. But this will succeed in preventing many, many immigrants who would like to move to Georgia and enrich it from doing so. And we have to ask, qui bono? Who does that benefit? Campaigning has restarted for the presidential elections. The United National Movement Coalition partner Grigol Vashadze, campaigning in Kutaisi, promised to reform the one-party system, to reform the judiciary, including by adding a human rights chamber overseen by the Constitutional Court, to abolish the politicized state security service and amend the Constitution, to ensure that Georgia never turns into a drug plantation and the Georgian government never turns into a drug dealer. He also said that he would, however, pardon all of those convicted of the pur purchase, storage, or use of so soft drugs, presumably referring to marijuana. 
Meanwhile, Otsneba leadership and their candidate, Independent Salome Zurabashvili, have met to discuss runoff strategies. They're presenting the election as a choice between Saakashvili and his group, and the majority of whom is implicated and complicit in grave crimes, and Salome Zurabashvili, whose entire professional background is related to Europe. Political commentators have noted that if Otsneba can frame the election narrative as one between UNM and Saakashvili and Otsneba, uh, on the one hand, in Otsneba and Europe, on the other, they have a good chance of winning. Uh, while if the conversation re- revolves around the individual candidates, Vashadze has a good chance. In no small part, because Zurabashvili uh, is incredibly unpopular. Otsneba leader Bidzini Ivanishvili also gave a public address, saying that the Otsneba government had made some mistakes, but that they are going to uh, learn from them that they might increase pensions, aid to IDPs, slather around some more money, that the party really needs support from the people. Former President and Honorary UNM Chairman Misha responded saying that he had, um, that uh, Bidzina had the face of a burglar that you catch next to a house he just stole from and who begs you, just let go of me this one time. I won't steal ever again in my life. Just do not call the police. I will improve and walk the straight path. And you are sure if you let him go, he would rob you blind, perhaps even stab you. Smaller parties are beginning to choose sides in advance of the December runoff. The ultranationalist Georgia March, which boycotted the first round, said that they would support Zurabashvili if their demands were met. First, that the marijuana cultivation be withdrawn from parliamentary consideration and never presented for consideration again. And second, that a day for early parliamentary elections be set. They, the also nationalist Creepazoids Alliance of Patriots, which didn't field or support a first-round candidate, endorsed Zurabashvili, saying that they couldn't support Nazis referring to the United National Movement. The Republican Party and Labor Party both came out against Zurabashvili and Otsneba, if not explicitly for Vashadze, while European Democrats have fully endorsed Vashadze. Notably, the Republican Party was part of the Otsneba coalition that won in 2012. Free Georgia, the development movement, and Free Democrats and Girchi are all declining to support either candidate. Election watchdog groups, including Transparency International Georgia, released a statement calling for political actors to run campaigns free of aggressive, violent rhetoric in the run-up to the runoffs. They specifically expressed concern about recent remarks by Otsneba officials and MPs that contained signs of propaganda of civil war and violence and undermined the idea of democratic elections. NGOs also called for a quick and unbiased investigation into the Achal Kalaki incident in which several UNM activists were allegedly attacked at their Achal Kalaki headquarters by Otsneba Member of Parliament Enzel Mikoyan's brother, among others, on the 30th of October. Otsneba leadership has said that they stand by Mikoyan and Kobachidze and said that the UNM provocations caused the attack. Kobachidze called the uh, on UNM to end provocations and said that they would be dealt with very harshly, although within the confines of the law. Another Otsneba MP said, this is a really violent campaign with personal attacks and physical assaults, neglecting to mention that Otsneba and allies had been responsible for much of the violence. The Interior Ministry is investigating the incident for hooliganism. <coughs> end Times candidate Mikhail Saluashvili of the Union for Restoration of Justice, Voice of the Nation, The Lord is Our Truth, earned 12th place in elections, but 4th place in Javajetis Ninotsminda municipality, apparently because voters mistook his name for that of former President Misha Saakashvili. Saluashvili never even campaigned in Javajeti, was surprised when he received more votes in that region than anywhere else in the country. 
87 votes total. This gave him more votes in Javajeti than some establishment political figures like former parliamentary speaker Usupashvili. Saluashvili apparently ran a zero-cost campaign consisting of exclusively low-budget online videos of him predicting the apocalypse um, with burning candles next to him. In the last two weeks before the election, Zurbashvili, uh, almost 80% of all election donations worth over 2.2 million lati, according to the state audit's office. Interestingly, the next biggest fund raiser was Otar Meonadagia, the industry will save Georgia candidate that no one ever hears about with 280,000 lati. He, he was followed with, by UNM with 150,000, European Georgia with 80,000. During the same reporting period, Girchi got 33 lati. The seventh was the 11th anniversary of a violent crackdown on peaceful protests by the UNM government following a conflict between then-President Misha Saakashvili and Tycoon Badri Patrikatsashvili. Several different groups <clears throat> rallied in Tbilisi and other cities to mark the anniversary in protest Grigol Vashadze's presidential run, calling it a UNM attempt to return to power. Otsneva activists were involved in some of the organizing prompting on Twitter uh, one uh, Twitter commentator to note that it's extraordinary that in Georgia, quote, the government organizes demonstrations against the opposition, end quote. Vashadze also commented on the anniversary, noting that while he was not in government at the time, he still shares responsibility for the m mistakes of that time. <clears throat> Misha made some xenophobic statements last week, saying that Georgia doesn't need Indian or Bangladeshi visitors since they don't bring that much money to the tourism industry, a group of 12 Georgian NGOs released a statement accusing him of hate speech and noted that he has made similar xenophobic remarks four times in the last four months or so. NGOs, including Transparency International Georgia, also released a statement expressing concern about a potential Otsneva proposal uh, announced last week to limit constitutional court authority over drug use and drug policy. The organizations are concerned that this contradicts the principles of separation of powers and, by the way, the Orthodox Church and Osneba worked together to develop this policy, raising questions about the separation of church and state. Parliamentary Speaker Kobachidze announced that the party was withdrawing their cannabis bill, cannabis bill from Parliament shortly after Patriarch Ilya II and the Holy Synod <coughs> uh, commented. Zurabashvili was present at the announcement, both the separation of powers and the separation of religion and government are part of the Georgian constitution. The NGOs also said that they believe that the move is political, aimed at gaining Otsneva support prior to the presidential runoff. Prime Minister Mamuka Bakhtadze appointed two new deputy foreign ministers, Mikhail Ninua and Alexander uh, Gvityashvili. Gvityashvili is a career diplomat, former head of the Foreign Ministry's Department of International uh, Economic Relations, while Ninua worked with a number of public and private positions, most recently as director of Avenue Construction, Georgia. Prime Minister Bakhtadze visited China on the 4th and 5th to participate in the China International Import Expo and Hongkwao International Economic and Trade Forum. Representatives from 53 Georgian export companies also attended. On the 7th, the Senate of Ireland passed a resolution supporting Georgia's EU integration and territorial integrity. President Georgi Markvelashvili has appointed eight new ambassadors. Tamuna Liloashvili, former executive director of the National Investment Agency, will be ambassador to Bulgaria. Archil uh, Kalandia, uh, former senior counselor at Georgia's embassy in China, was promoted to the ambassador of China. Mariam uh, Rafiashvili, former deputy state minister on European and Euro-Atlantic integration, will be ambassador to the Czech Republic. Vachan Jaushvili, 
former head of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs Department of Middle East and Africa, will be ambassador to Saudi Arabia and the Organization of Islamic Cooperation. Zaud Goksadze, former ambassador to the Czech Republic, will be ambassador to Hungary. Konstantin Surguladze, former ambassador to the Kingdom of the Netherlands, will be ambassador to Italy and to the United Nations offices in Rome. Georgi Sharvashidze, uh, former deputy foreign minister, will be ambassador to the Netherlands and Irakli Koplatadze, former ambassador to Turkey, will be ambassador to Slovenia. <coughs> South Ossetian authorities have erected approximately a one-kilometer barbed wire fence along the occupation line bordering the Kareli uh, municipality. Local residents say that some of their farmland lies beyond the new marker and is now even less accessible than previously. Foreign Ministry uh, released a statement calling the move an illegal and provocative action that escalates the situation on the ground and called for the international community to take measures against Russia. South Ossetians marked the 100th anniversary of the founding of Komsomol, or the All-Union Leninist Young Communist League, on the 29th of October. School children dressed in pioneer uniforms, complete with an iconic with iconic red scarves. President Anatoly Bibilov spoke about, proudly about his membership in the group as a child and said that the Ossetian Komsomol is vital to the rebuilding of South Ossetia post-2008 and that the values of the Youth League could be applied to any type of society, whether capitalist, socialist, or communist. Batumi hosted a defense and security conference on the 1st and 2nd. Georgian leaders, including Marco Lashvili and Bakhtadze, were present, along with local and foreign officials, experts, and media. Five NATO ships from Spain, France, Romania, Bulgaria, and Turkey were in Batumi for the, from the 2nd through the 5th, where they participated in exercises with Georgian Coast Guard. Public Defender was found, has found evidence that Zviad Devdadiani, former head of the NGO CETA, <clears throat> and a well-known women's rights activist sexually harassed three women. They, invest they investigated five cases, but two were dropped for lack of evidence. Devdadiani has sued 11 people for violating his honor and dignity through Facebook posts in a, in a complaint that, among other things, said that it is a lie that Devdadiani is a huge dickhead, and it is a lie that Devdadiani is a dumb and perverted man. The defenders... Public defender's recommendations are non-binding, but the Interior Ministry is also investigating Devdadiani for stalking. The Lottie dropped to 2.7524 to the dollar on the 7th, the lowest it's been this year. The National Bank predicts that it will keep dropping. The first seven months of 2018, the Lottie was pretty stable uh, at 2.4 to the dollar, but it has been losing value since August, approaching the level of the all-time low of 2.78. Four six recorded in December 2016. The UNM has blamed Otsneba for the drop, while Parliamentary Speaker Kobachidze had these <clears throat> pissy, carefully considered words. We're working on the issue. I cannot speak about the details. Local experts say the loss in value could be because of increasing imports, high political turmoil, growing demand for foreign currencies, tourism, and remittances. One of the elephants, Grand, at the Tbilisi Zoo underwent tusk removal surgery last week. It took four hours and was a continuation of the process that began when Grand arrived at the zoo in 2014 with damaged and infected tusks, which can be life-threatening to elephants. Visiting veterinary surgeons from South Africa completed the surgery. His tusks were originally damaged in 1919 following a car accident on the ride from the Moscow Zoo to Yerevan, BBC series Big Animal Surgery is apparently planning an episode around this event. Also, for our California listeners, there's apparently 
<coughs> a Georgian food truck. I have uh, not tried it out. I wonder if it's Georgians that run it, since they have they use C's for the sound S um, in the English version of their menu. Anyway, it's called Kolkhida Food Truck, roaming the streets of Mountain View. Find the uh, the Tbilisi founded establishment on Facebook for current locations and menus. They seem to be regularly selling uh, out of items, including Ajaruli and Imeruli, Khajapuri, Swadi, Khingali, and more. They have five stars on Yelp. Hope to expand eventually to open in San Francisco, open San Francisco's first Georgian restaurant. The meme this week is a Girchi video depicting failed presidential candidate Zura Japaridze looking pensively at a table laid with cheese, milk, and a pine cone before packing them up and walking away leaving a TV with Vashadze and Zurabashvili playing in the background and sad violin music. It is apparently a play on the Georgian saying that says, you didn't want milk or cheese, so now you eat dick and balls, implying that Japadidze was a good choice and that now Georgians are left with... Yeah, so... Eurasianet wrote about the destruction of Armenian churches by the Georgian Orthodox Church, um... Assisted by the state, the Armenian Orthodox Church in Georgia says their churches have been twice plundered uh, for the first time during the Soviet occupation, for the second time in independent Georgia. However, NGOs are trying to save the churches, claiming that the Georgian church is violating laws on cultural heritage by destroying the decaying Armenian churches to replace them with the new Georgian ones. This was is not a new phenomenon either. Tbilisi's Samepa Cathedral was built on an Armenian cemetery with gravestones casually discarded during the construction, which began in 1995. The Georgian church has not uh, targeted the Armenian church. However, they have also, has not just targeted the Armenian churches, they have also claimed Catholic churches and mosques and fought against the construction of new non-Georgian Orthodox religious structures. OC Media wrote about the Georgia, Georgia's deadly construction sites where 14 people have died this year as Georgian cities, especially Batumi, race to build larger and higher buildings. Statistics show that a march change to the labor law has only uh, shown any effect in Tbilisi and not in other regions, and even uh, their employers regularly disregard health and safety rules. They also include photographs of construction sites in Georgia documenting safety Nets with large holes in them, makeshift scaffolding, and workers balancing on precarious edges, among other hazardous situations. Chaikhana documented uh, women activists fighting a hydropower project in, Punk in the Pankhizi Gorge, who say that it will damage the environment and budding tourist industry. While hydropower plant projects have drawn protests across Georgia, this one is notable for the role women have played. The Elder Men's Council in this area has ended active opposition to the project, but despite local conservatism, a local women's council stepped in to fill the void. There is a video sharing the women's opinion uh, in their uh, own words. Eurasianet also briefly covered the impact of tourism on life in Svaneti, not noting that the romantic narratives shown to travelers often leave out the struggles of living high in the mountains, where living standards have apparently dropped since the Soviet era, despite the influx of tourist money. At the village's peak during the Soviet time, there were daily helicopter flights to Tbilisi and a high-quality schools enabled locals to go to the university. Now they say that the competition for tourists is hurting bonds between locals, that even the village's popularity with visitors is not enough to make people stay there, especially given the cold and harsh winters. Jam News wrote about the lack of sex shops in the South Caucasus, noting that there was... 
one for just two weeks in Tbilisi before it was shut down following attacks by cross-bearing crowds. Locals apparently say that they think such establishments are useful, but they're too controversial and Tbilisi's too small to be a good place to open one just yet. All this stuff is posted on the forum. This week's dive bar number is 22, the age of the Tbilisi Zoo's most famous inhabitant, Beggy the Hippopotamus, who's lived in the city since 1999 and became known worldwide during the 2015 flooding during which he escaped. Tbilisi Book Days runs from the 8th to the 10th through the 11th at Expo Georgia and will feature new translations, uh, best-selling books from this year, discounts, writers, translators, publishers, giving presentations, various other activities. Even for non-Georgian speakers, it's a really interesting thing, and I would encourage everyone to go. Artisterium, Tbilisi's 11th International Contemporary Art Exhibition and Art Events, runs from the 9th to the 19th, the exhibition uh, Artisterium as it is, Black Milk Ostrava Contemporary in Georgia 2018 opens on the 9th at 6.30 p.m. at the Tbilisi History Museum featuring work from many Georgian artists and a few from the UK, Germany, Turkey, Japan, the Czech Republic, and other places. On the 10th, 11th, 13th at the same location, there'll be artist talks from 3 to 5 p.m. There are also several other events, events planned, so look it up. On the 10th, from 12 to 6 p.m. at the Tbilisi Botanical Gardens, there'll be a honey festival uh, where honey from different regions, bee milk, pollen, wax, and other bee-related products, as well as Georgian food, will be shown, and you can try it. Jordan International Festival of Arts in Tbilisi. Gift continues this month with Simulcrum, a piece that weaves dance together with theater, Japanese kabuki with Spanish flamenco, creating a, a semi-fictionalized narrative and a dream play. Simulcrum can be seen at the Margin of Shreeli Theater on the 12th and 13th at 8 p.m. The Carvasla Shopping Mall in Tbilisi will host coffee and tea festivals on the 16th and 17th from 10 to 8, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. hundred different teas and coffees will be available to try from a wide variety of international and Georgian producers. The American Chamber of Commerce in Georgia's 20th anniversary gala is next Saturday, the 17th, at Tbilisi's Funicular Ballroom. On the 10th, Oxford, Oxford University is hosting the first independent Republics in the Caucasus, 1918-21, to 21, a centennial workshop in which four experts will discuss the history of Armenia and Azerbaijan, Georgia, and the North Caucasus. Becca Kobahidze will be discussing Georgia. The event is free and begins at 345, but pre-registration is requested. Also on the 10th in the UK, the Bristol Georgian Choir is holding a concert and a supra at Brockweir, and you can email the choir at Bristol Georgian Choir, all written together, Bristol Georgian Choir at gmail.com for more details. That's it for this week. My Twitter address is at TXTBUK. Our email is tbilpod, tblpod at gmail.com, or post to the form on our website, www.tbilpod.com, and we will finish with. From Bellingham, Washington State, between Seattle and Vancouver, from this year, 2018, Death Cab for Cutie, this is Gold Rush.